This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA in Kansas City, Missouri. New to the lineup for Midland is the MXT 275, which we use on a regular basis in all of our rigs. We have been super happy with these units and highly recommend them to the Overlander looking to upgrade to a super reliable communication system. The Midland MXT275 MicroMobile 15 Watt GMRS two-way radio features a fully integrated control microphone ideal for vehicles with limited dashboard space allowing for the radio base unit to be stashed away. Transmit with authority on 15 GMRS channels and 8 repeater channels. The MXT275 is equipped with a NOAA weather scan plus alert technology to keep you informed on local weather conditions. It also features a powerful new USB-C charging port allowing for the quickest charge time, including cell phones and handheld radios. Exclusive to Anderson Overland listeners, receive 15% off when you use promo code ANDERSONPODCAST on all items now at MidlandUSA.com. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hello, hello. Hey, welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson, and I am enchanted to have you with me. It is now 12.50 a.m. in the morning, Arizona time, on a Tuesday morning. And uh, this is like the only time that I'm able to get into the studio and have it be quiet enough without any uh, any external noises uh inhibiting my ability to do this uh with any any uh quality or professionalism uh i'm sure it's lacking in that all always but uh (laughs) this uh this time of night definitely helps out but hey um this episode i'm gonna just uh do it on my own. I didn't have time to get an interview together, unfortunately. 
Um, my family and I are, are dealing with some pretty heavy stuff right now. Um, trying to coordinate, uh, some stuff that I will elaborate on more, uh, during the rest of the show here in the, the latter part of the show, uh, about, uh, my son Bodie's surgery coming up, uh, here in about 10 days or so. So that's been taking up a lot of our time. So, um, I figured, you know what, I would uh, just kind of tell you guys a little bit about what we've been doing um, in our spare time, uh, kind of, you know, trying to get away from all this this stuff with the surgery and doctor visits and all the stuff that comes with that. Um, we have been working on a 40-acre ranch with my in-laws. They purchased this ranch uh, about, I don't know, maybe almost a month ago now out south of Seligman, Arizona, which is between Kingman and Flagstaff. If you guys are familiar with the 40 freeway, um, it's about halfway uh, from Kingman to Flagstaff out there in the mountains. And um, it is absolutely gorgeous and beautiful and just uh, quiet. It's about a 30 minute trek off of pavement to get to it. And um, it's just a lovely place. So we've been spending a lot of time out there with them um as much as possible the last couple of weeks we haven't really been able to uh get out there much but yesterday we went out there and spent gosh i don't know we left here about five o'clock in the morning and um it usually takes us about an hour and 45 to two hours to uh get out there and uh yesterday it took us about four or five hours to get out there because there was a traffic accident on the 40 just out of kingman we got uh, just far enough uh, east of Kingman and had to turn around, come all the way back and take the old Route 66 up north of Kingman through uh, Peach Springs. If you guys are familiar with that area, it's actually a pretty beautiful drive. There's the uh, Grand Canyon Caverns and a bunch of cool stuff off of that that stretch of road, but it takes a little bit longer to get out there. So we got out there pretty, pretty late uh, yesterday morning, uh, but we were able to get about eight hours of work in took my daughter with me my in-laws uh were out there as well and we we cut in i would say probably about a thousand to two thousand feet of road uh, about 20 feet wide we were cutting up trees i must have cut up god i would think over over 50 trees just by myself just limbing stuff up and so we're just kind of cleaning things up and getting things ready for that it's been really hard to find anybody to do any kind of contracting work these days nobody wants to work or if they they do they're so busy because they're only they're only game in town that that will do uh professional contracting work so trying to find a tractor and uh, somebody who's bonded and licensed has been pretty challenging but um you know what just one step at a time so it's been great just getting out there with the family and and spending time in that beautiful area but speaking of Flagstaff and, and that part of the country, um, that's a really neat place uh, to go if you have never been. Um, Flagstaff is just a beautiful, beautiful place to camp, to hike, to mountain bike, to ski. Um, there's so much to do there. If you stay out of, out of the city of Flagstaff, there's just some really, really cool things to do and see and, and uh, spend time in without getting mixed up in all that BS downtown. Um, but uh, yeah, we, so we've been going out there for the last couple of years. There's a, an, uh, an Overland Expo. It's called the Overland Expo, actually. It is at the uh, Fort Tuttle campground or um, fairgrounds there by the airport in Flagstaff. 
really neat event. Um, Ryan, Ryan from Truck Brigade and I met actually through that event and I've met a lot of other people, Richie from Rigid and um, uh, several other people that we hang out with now and have relationships with um, on the professional side of things um, as far as ambassadorships and, and uh, brand brand promotion and stuff like that. So um, really cool event to go to if you haven't been. We've been going there probably the last four years or so. Uh, last year, obviously, we didn't because of COVID, but um, sounds like they're going to be doing it again this September. So if you guys are available to get out there to Flagstaff, we will probably be there. I'm planning on it just short of fire season hitting the fan. I will be there in September with my family and we would love to see you. So um, if you want more information on that, it's just overlandexpo.com. Really cool. So anyways, I kind of have a story to tell. Um, A lot of you guys have been asking about trail stories and camping stories and I enjoy listening to that stuff too. And and hopefully uh, you guys uh, enjoy this little story of us camping out there. So anyways, uh, we are on our way to uh, the Overland Expo. We are attending the Overland Expo out there in Flagstaff and south of the fairgrounds, there is um, some pretty amazing spots. There there was a really cool place to camp that was right next to the uh, expo. Some private developers came in and they closed all the camping areas, which was a super big bummer because that was one of our favorite spots to go. Just really awesome, beautiful, tall pine trees and just beautiful, beautiful country. But somebody closed it down, bought all the, the acreage there, and and uh, I think they're probably going to start developing it, which is which is a bummer. But anyways, uh, if you are familiar with that area, there's a, a dirt road. I think it's the 531. It goes south of the uh, fairgrounds there and the golf course. Um, and you take that way out in the wilderness and, and um, it just goes and goes. There's an arbitorium out there and dry lake and just gorgeous views uh, of the San Francisco peaks. So we went out there to search for a, another uh, campsite. I guess this was year before last. And we went pretty far down the road, maybe about, a I don't know, maybe 30 minutes down south of the fairgrounds there. And found a nice little meadow, just a a gorgeous little spot, you know, with those tall pine trees, uh, a little farther from the expo than we wanted, but it was, it was well worth the drive. So we got all settled and the, the week that we were there, the week of the, um, expo and that weekend, um, there was a lot of monsoon weather, uh, going through that area. And so we had tarps set up and, you know, tied from vehicle to vehicle and our awnings out and everything, you know, um, set up. So we'd have, you know, really good shelter and, and, uh, some screening and stuff. So we stay out of the bugs and all that stuff. And one afternoon we were, uh, <laughs> sitting out there and all of a sudden we, we heard these bells. They were like, what the heck? Like, uh, just these clinging, like clang, 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 clang bells. We're like, what in the hell is that noise? And we're out there in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's nobody around us, nothing, right? And uh, it's starting to kind of cloud up like it's going to start storming this late afternoon. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we have these two big, 
white mastiff dogs. I don't know if you're familiar with mastiffs, but they are just huge dogs. Um, and they were out there. Uh, they just came out of nowhere, out, out of the forest. And we had our, we always have our dog off leash with us around camp, um, unless we're with other people, you know, for obvious reasons. But um, we grabbed our dog because we were like, whoa, what the heck is this? You know, these big, huge dogs come out of nowhere. And uh, so my wife is holding our dog uh, by her collar. And I'm like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? And trying to figure out where these dogs came from. All of a sudden out of nowhere behind these dogs comes like probably 150 to 200 head of sheep. And those bells were these bells on all these sheep coming out of the forest. And, uh, right about that moment, we started hearing thunder and it started kind of sprinkling a little bit and kind of getting a little hairy (laughs) moments later, my dog starts going crazy. Um, we thought she was, you know, trying to play with the other dogs that which were we realized at that point were sheep dogs and my my wife accidentally lets go of our dog and she just bolts for these sheep i mean i'm talking like a rocket and not to attack them or anything but just to play and have the time of her life and she just ran straight into this flock of sheep and was just having just a field day and, um, so I went after her, I, you know, I, th- I didn't know what she was going to do. I'd never had her around livestock like that before. So I go running after her and, um, my brother-in-law starts videotaping this, this whole extravaganza with his phone. Um, I'll add the audio of this. Uh, and so you guys can kind of picture <laughs> the scene here. Um, I might start doing video podcasts. I'm not sure. I, I really, uh, haven't had the time yet, but if I ever do, I'll, I'll uh, definitely put the video up for you guys to see. It's pretty hilarious, but I don't think I've ever been so pissed off at my dog ever. Um, but anyways, I go running after her and, and she's just having the time of her life and I'm trying to catch her. And every time I go to catch her, she's running, uh, away from me. And, uh, as I'm running through these, these, uh, sheep, they keep falling over and like passing out. And I'm thinking to myself while I'm running like, Oh God, there's freaking 300 bucks or there's all, um, you know, hopefully these sheep aren't dying, you know, or, or having some kind of emergent medical emergency because my dog's freaking them out. But, uh, (laughs) there was just like, I guess this mechanism that, you know, they, they fall over and play dead. I don't know. But anyways, after probably a good mile worth of running, sprinting after my dog trying to catch her. I was so tired and so pissed off. I just kind of waited and finally she came around the flock and didn't see me. And and I waited for her to come around the corner and I snagged her and caught her kind of mid flight and uh, grabbed her by her, her scruff and drug her back to camp. (laughs) I remember I was so pissed at her and I was so broke off, tired, I could barely breathe, and it's starting to kind of rain. And like I said, the thunder and lightning's coming. And um, I tossed her in my truck, and I just took off just on a walk just to kind of calm myself down. I was so mad. I guess while I was away, this this shepherd guy comes out of nowhere um, and is watching this whole thing the whole time and just standing there watching. He doesn't do anything to help me of course, but I didn't even see him, uh, until after, but he, uh, didn't speak English. And so I guess he was using this Google translate app on his phone. And he looks at my wife and my brother-in-law who was with us. And he types on the phone that it, it looks like your dog likes to, uh, bleep the sheep. 
if you catch my drift. Um, and that's what came over the, uh, <laughs> looks like your dog likes to hump sheep over the Google translate <laughs> on, on the phone. And, uh, they looked at each other like, uh, how are we supposed to respond to that? But super awkward. But anyways, we, uh, we said thanks to the guy and sorry, apologized and all this stuff as best we could. And, and he, uh, took off into the, into the forest with his sheep. And that was the end of that. But it's funny since then, my dog, every time she, she hears bells like sheep bells on the TV or, you know, anything, she like just totally gets all crazy. Like, Oh, where are they at? Where are they at? Like, she's got some fetish for him. Uh, my neighbor across from us has these wind chimes in his backyard. And when the wind blows, it kind of sounds like those bells that they hang around the necks of sheep and cows and stuff. And, and, uh, when we first moved here and she heard that, I remember seeing her stand on the back of our porch and she was just freaking fixated on that guy's house. Like, where are they at? Where are they at? I know they're over there. That was one of those stories that definitely stuck out. Um, there's many more where that came from. Um, but I'll never forget that as long as I live. Um, and neither will my family. My daughter always reminds me of uh, how upset I was. <laughs> I was, I was pretty pissed off, but she was just having a good time. But, uh, I think I was more upset at just having to run for so long, trying to catch her than anything, but ended up being okay. Nobody got hurt and, um, the sheep were fine. All the sheep that, uh, supposedly were passed out or whatever, they were fine and got up and went on their merry way. So, you ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. That's uh, one of the many uh, Flagstaff stories that I'll, I'll tell you over the coming months in our podcast, uh, episodes here. So, so, uh, here's that audio from that video clip. You'll, uh, be able to picture kind of how that went down. So enjoy. Luna. Hey, Luna, 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 no, Luna, 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 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh needless to say that was uh quite the experience so (laughs) i hope i hope you guys enjoyed listening to that the video is like a hundred times better so someday i'll try and see if i can post that so that you guys can uh view that that video because it's epic anyways uh yeah so also on another note uh a less uh funny note um been talking about a little bit about our son Bodie, who is named after Bodie ghost town which is a, a amazing place up there above mammoth in mono county or mono county however you want to say it um, if you've never been to Bodie Ghost Town, uh, check it out. It's I think it's one of the the most, if not the most, preserved uh, mining towns, ghost towns um, uh, in the country. 
uh, maybe even the world. It's, it's incredible. So anyways, yeah, um, we, uh, had Bodhi about seven months ago now. And when he was born, they noticed that he had a, a little bit of misshaped uh, frontal bones uh, on his forehead, um, but they didn't think they were a big deal um, and thought that, you know, they would grow in uh, the way that they were supposed to and spread out a little bit. He had a little bit of what, what they call ridging on his forehead, um, which means the sides of his forehead um, aren't growing outward. Um, which creates pressure on the uh, brain, the frontal lobes. And so uh, they didn't really think it was going to be that big a deal. They did some some uh, x-rays and, and all that stuff when he was first born. Told us, hey, you know, uh, go see your pediatric uh, doctors and, you know, whoever you're going to see for his checkups and, and see what they say and just, you know, whatever. So they didn't make a big deal of it. We didn't think it was a big deal. And so, um, you know, it wasn't very predominant. You could barely even see that there was anything there. And so, uh, at the time we had moved back to big bear, we still had our house here in Arizona and we, we moved back to our old condo in big bear, uh, so that we could be out of the heat while Robin was pregnant the last three months of her pregnancy. Um, and so we were moving back here to Arizona and, uh, getting our insurance switched out here um, which was a total pain in the ass in that, that time, you know, four months went by and we had seen a, a pediatrician that we had in Highland, California, and he didn't make a big deal of it. And so, you know, again, we didn't think anything of it. Um, we got out here and got set up with another uh, pediatrician at his four month checkup. And as soon as she saw him, she's like, something's not right there. You guys need to really get this checked out and go see a specialist. So we did, and they said, yeah, it looks like your son has what's called, uh, I'm going to try and say this right, metopic sinusitosis or sinusitosis, I believe it's called. Um, and basically what happens is those frontal bones fuse too early in the middle, the sutures um, in the front of your forehead fused while he was still in the womb. And now his forehead, uh, as he's getting older, isn't growing properly. So now that he's at seven months, they have to do pretty invasive surgery. Um, if we would have caught it earlier, which, you know, we had honestly, but we didn't know it was a big deal. And none of the doctors that we saw made it a big deal. But if we would have caught it early, um, as far as having surgery early, it, it could have just been done endoscopically. Um, which isn't as invasive and as an outpatient procedure. But now that he is seven months old, that can't happen. So now it's pretty invasive and uh, pretty gnarly and uh, honestly pretty terrifying and stressful for us. The success rate of this is very, very good. His prognosis is very good. He's had no cognitive or any any bit of, of issues at all so far. Um, the doctors, um, have not noticed anything out of, out of ordinary other than that ridging on his forehead. And so that being said, uh, we have been going to doctor after doctor after doctor in Las Vegas because they are in network, uh, in Vegas. And there's, there's not many options here in Bullhead city area where we are. 
so we've been driving from uh, Mojave Valley where we live, Arizona, up to Vegas uh, several times over the last several weeks and meeting with uh, neurologists, plastic surgeons, um, pediatricians, the helmet uh, shaping specialists, um, all sorts of people and have uh, had several different opinions and they've all come to the conclusion that this needs to be done and if it's not done that he's going to have some issues later on in life and so I won't go into details but uh, basically they're going to have to remove his uh, the front part of his skull reshape it and put it back on you know needless to say (laughs) there's a, a lot that goes with that blood transfusions you know, it's a four or five hour surgery. And so it's going to be pretty gnarly on us. Um, and I mean, for him, especially, you know, that's obvious. It's been pretty emotionally taxing for us just to process what is going to be happening to him, um, here in another week or so. Um, his surgery is on June 23rd at UMC in Las Vegas. It's four to five hours long, and uh, poor little guy is gonna have swollen eyes for several days after, and so we got to spend four or five days in the ICU until his uh, swelling goes down enough where he can see us, and then uh, we'll be taking him home. So, anyways, that uh, really has put a damper on any plans for anything uh, for Anderson Overland or anything else we got going on. But you know what? He is, uh, he's our number one priority and none of that stuff matters at this point. So we're hoping to have a very successful um, surgery, obviously, and recovery. Um, the recovery time for him, unbelievably, doesn't sound like it's going to be that long. Um, I, we've been hearing that he might have swelling in his head and and everything for uh, a month after so yeah it's gonna be a rough road so gosh i it's it's difficult to even talk about yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a a long road um for us so anyways we appreciate any uh prayers that you guys can send our way i know that uh it means uh, as much to robin as it does to me just that encouragement and stuff um, is, is just awesome. And uh, for those of you guys that know already, thank you so much for the messages on on uh, Instagram and Facebook and, and texts and stuff. Um, really appreciate you guys. And, and that support is what we need right now. So, yeah, just really appreciate you guys. Um, so, yeah, be thinking of us if you, if you can, if you remember to on the 23rd. Anyways, that's about all I got, and I hope you guys have a a lovely rest of the week, and I'm going to hopefully prepare for the next podcast a little bit better and have a little bit more time and and, um, be able to put a little bit more effort into this. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening in and um, keeping in touch with us, and hope you guys have a lovely, lovely rest of the day, and talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.